Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings, number 310, and happy 2018 to everyone out there. If it sounds a little different tonight, it's because we are doing this a little bit differently. I'm actually doing this on the iPad. Hopefully, it will all work out, and we'll have a show at the end of it. But, uh, you know, Blizzard and all kinds of stuff going on. So, I uh, haven't been able to get to the studio. So, we're doing it this way, on the fly, in a cuff. And uh, a lot like Sandy Alderson is running the Mets now, because the uh, Mets... Sources say have come to an agreement with free agent outfielder first baseman Jay Bruce. Three years, $39 million deal, reports the Atlantic's Ken Rosenthal. Jerry Krasnick of ESPN broke the news that Bruce was close to signing with an unspecified team, which he later confirmed to be the Mets. Of course, we're used to Jay Bruce here, and those that listen to the show regularly know that I was not a big fan of Mr. Bruce coming to New York when the Mets got him in uh, 2016, trading Dilson Herrera for uh, uh, Mr. Bruce. But look, the guy proved his worth. He did uh, very well here, hit 39 homers over 100 and some 50 some odd games as a New York Met. And uh, he's part of the offense that the Mets need, so they're bringing him back. Oddly enough, there's not a lot of overjoyed fans about this, not because they don't like Jay Bruce, but because I think uh, fans always want something new and different and a different name to excite them. Bringing back somebody that you had before just isn't all that exciting, but... uh, uh, we make fun of Sandy Alderson a lot on the show, and rightfully so, but uh, he made a good move here. And look, the signing uh, isn't too bad. He gets a signing bonus of $3 million, of which he'll receive $1.5 million next year. Uh, I'm sorry, in 2019 he gets that, and, tw- and in 2020 he'll get $10 million next year in 2018 and $14.5 million in each of the last two seasons of the deal, which includes the signing bonus. He can choose five teams, Jay Bruce can, annually, to which he can block a trade, according to the New York Post's uh, Ken Davidoff. So uh, he's got a, a, a slight no-trade clause. And look, $14.5 million isn't bad in this day and age. He's a little bit under the uh, what uh, some people speculated he might get. He wanted a longer deal, but he uh, decided to settle on the three years, and the Mets are happy with that. He's 31 He'll be 34, which is still pretty much in his prime. Just as he makes that turn downward, the contract will be over. And worst games to worst, if, if the team is struggling a little bit, 
they can always move him. It's it's not that bad of a contract. It's it's a movable contract. So uh, it's it's sort of a win win situation. It's another big bat. He's used to playing in New York. He knows how to play in New York. He performed here in New York. We can't say that about a lot of people that come here as free agents. Um, uh, you know, everybody's raving about the Yankees getting Giancarlo Stanton, but let's see how he plays here. It's a big difference between playing in Miami and playing in New York. So we'll see whether uh, he'll be able to take the pressure and the reporters and, and the uh, constant uh, public attention on him as uh, there was not that much in Miami. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, look, Jay Bruce is back, and the Mets make, I guess you'd have to say, one of the biggest free agent signings of this year. They're the first ones in the water. Uh, rumor has it there is more to come. We don't know whether it's a trading, uh, more free agent signing. Uh, he had, uh, Sandy Olson had uh, a couple of things he wanted to get done. He wanted to get done a first baseman outfielder. He's taken care of that. He wanted to shore up the relief pitching. They are talking to Addison Reed, talk about bringing back another X-Men. And uh, third base and or second base. And after uh, reading all the reports and, and talking to people, I don't think that Josh Harrison and Andrew McCutcheon are coming here. I know we'd all like to see them come here in some sort of trade, but I don't think we have the uh, the prospects to pull it off unless Pittsburgh is looking to do a salary dump. But are the Mets willing to pay? That's another, I think, close to $30 million a year they'd have to be paying those two players. And I just don't see it happening. I, I see more of a possibility of getting a Todd Frazier in here, which does a couple of things. It moves Cabrera to a second base. Frazier's a, a, a solid third baseman. Um, and he also can play first. So if Dominic Smith does burn out or flop out or however you want to put it, uh, you have Jay Bruce that can step in at first. You have Flores that can play some first. And you have Frazier then to play some first. And you'll have to shake it out and see what direction you want to go at that point. But um, some options there to uh, for the Metsies to do should the opportunity arise. But uh, I would consider signing Frazier at this point, getting him into place. And uh, I have a feeling, I know the Mets have said that they're happy with Darno and Ploiecki going into the season. I do have a distinct feeling, though, there was a report that they were talking to Jonathan LaCroix. I think they're going to watch that market on LaCroix. Now, keep in mind, by signing um, Jay Bruce, the Mets have really set the market, as it would, would, as it would be, uh, for outfielders now. So they're going to watch what LaCroix, if any, offers come his way. And who knows? If he, he's not getting a lot of offers that he likes, they may be able to swoop in at the last hour and uh, offer him maybe a one-year deal at X amount of dollars. And, and get him into the fold for the one year. He is excellent 
catching with with the pitching staff, handling a pitching staff, so he'd be good in that uh, that role. He'd also could mentor um, Darno a little bit, or it could set up the potential to move Darno and or uh, Plawecki to another team for other help, relief help. Be nice to get another bat in here. Lucroy had a rough year last year, but I think could provide some uh, good offense. Uh, he did play better once he got back to the National League last year in Colorado. So uh, we'll have to see how that shakes out. But those are the things I think that they'll be looking at right now. So there's a lot of rumors, of course, going around. We see them all the time. You know that. You've seen them uh, in the papers. And then, as I said, McCutcheon, Harrison, Frazier. Frazier said he's talked to the Mets. So that's not really a rumor. There is some pursuit there, or at least some interest there. And, of course, uh, Addison Reed, he's, they've talked to him, so there is some interest there as well, whether he has interest in coming back and whether they can come to an agreement of some sort. Well, that remains to be seen. But, uh, as I said, I, to me, the move right now would be to uh, to sign Frazier. And don't forget, if you get these guys at a reasonable price, you can move that If the team does not perform... You can move them to restock the miners um, in July or August, like they did last year. Somewhat, uh, don't think I don't like the direction they took the last time when they made the, those trades. Um, getting all relief pitchers and it didn't really, to me, stock restock the miners at all. But uh, now with the new scouts in and and Omar Minaya going to run, I think that part of it or be highly influential in the scouting department as well as the draft. Uh, things may be improving because he is a good judge of ca- uh, character and a good uh, player. Uh, he can recognize some good players there. He drafted some really, a lot of the good players that the Mets have. So uh, he's back in the fold and we'll see what that means. Uh, the Mets also agreed to a one-year contract. This is This is unbelievable. With right-hand reliever Henry Mejia, who was banned for for life from baseball in what was a formality, according to the Associated Press, Mejia agreed to a one-year deal worth $1.7 million, though he will not receive the money unless he applies for and receives reinstatement. The Mets and Mejia went through the same formality prior to last season when he received a one-year deal worth $1.97 million. Mejia was given a lifetime ban from baseball in February of 2016 after his third positive test for an illegal performance-enhancing substance. He remains on the Mets' roster on a restricted list, and I guess that's why they had to uh, do go through the formality of offering a contract. I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> they're not going to pay him anyway. They don't have to pay him, but I guess that keeps him on their roster on a restricted list. So if he ever does get reinstated, he will still be the property of the Mets, though. I don't know if they would want him. I don't know if anybody would want him at this point. So why not? Couldn't they just let him go? If somebody understands what that rule is, please let me know. Uh, You know, the... um, 
Email addresses, medsmusings at gmail.com. Drop me a line and let me know what the hell uh, that's all about, because that's really a confusing situation. All right, uh, there was a report today that the Mets and the Indians agreed on a trade earlier on this offseason that would have brought Jason Kipnis to New York, but the deal fell apart at the last minute, SNY contributor Anthony Martino said last Friday on Baseball Night in New York. Meanwhile, the Mets are reportedly bringing former Indian and Met Jay Bruce back, as we said, and... Uh, the Mets are still looking for that second baseman. Now, apparently, the deal went was made, and it went upstairs for approval, and it got turned down uh, because of money. Kipnis uh, was due a lot of money, and I think um, I don't think it was necessarily the uh, uh, the worst uh, turn down in a way. It's a lot of money. Kipnis was injured a lot last year. I just don't think the numbers are there. So um can't say I'm heartbroken that they didn't get Kipnis in a trade. And because of the money, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give them that one because it um, doesn't seem like it would have been too um, too fair at all from the Mets' point of view. We don't know what they would have to send to Cleveland. But, uh, you know, sometimes the best trades are the ones you don't make. And let's see, uh the Mets believe that free agent Howie Kendrick could be a potential fit at second base. So there you go. There's somebody else that they uh, they could possibly bring in, another veteran. Um, you know, after they traded some of them veterans last year, they, they had a distinct lack of leadership in the clubhouse, and I think they're trying to bring back some veterans to establish it you know, like uh, Curtis Grandison did. And Jay Bruce, by the way, uh, people are very happy to players. He was very good in the clubhouse, had lots of friends on his team. Uh, one person that I heard that he uh, helped a lot was Jacob DeGrom. So, um, you know, people, they, they lack that once they made the trades of Grandison and Bruce. And uh, Walker didn't have that leadership factor, so they need to refill that purpose and to fill some slots at the same time. Now, Kendrick has played a lot of outfield uh, in the last couple of years, not so much second base, So, but he should be able to go back to that. Uh, he spent the first nine season of his career with the Angels before playing for the Dodgers in 2015 and 2016. He was traded to the Phillies in November of 2016 and traded to the Nationals in July of 2017. So Howie Kendrick could be a fed at second base. He is a free agent. He is 34 years old. He hit 315 with nine homers and 41 RBI in 91 games with the Phillies and Nationals last year. He hit 340 in 39 of those 91 games with the Phillies before hitting 293 in 52 games with the Nationals. So um, didn't have too bad of a year in a limited role with the Phillies and the Nationals. And so he knows the division. Uh, it's just a question about what he's looking for. How long, how much money, and doesn't it always come down to the cash? But the big news, I guess, to say is the Mets are finally, 
finally on the board, and finally somebody in baseball did something. Hard to believe somebody did something that we've been waiting all winter to hear, and it's the Mets of all people. So um, that's that's enough reason to celebrate. All right, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with a little bit more news and close up. This is going to be a quick show, a short show, but uh, we'll be back after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. The Phillies and Mets rivalry has never been better. Hi, my name is Rich Baxter, and I host Phillies Talk Podcast. I hope you'll join me along with my co-host, James Jim Mulry, as we talk all about the Phillies all season long. That's Phillies Talk Podcast at FightinPhillies.com. And now back to Gary Mack and this great edition of Mets Musings. Five one six six one nine six three four one. That is the comment voicemail hotline. If you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail question, anything at all. Call that number five one six six one nine six three four one, or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com the facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings and the twitter handle is at metsmusings1 okay and we're back and i'm just Looking at a report uh, that says that the Mets are still pursuing a trade for Andrew McCutcheon and maybe Harrison uh, looking to fill that outfield. But uh, we'll see whether that, uh, you know, what goes on with that as whether they can swing a deal Uh, probably would mean that Juan Lagares would go in that trade. And I think that would just kind of offset salary. They take on a little bit more salary with McCutcheon, but uh, we'll see what develops with that. And the Mets have to uh, make a spot on the roster to get Jay Bruce on. 
So uh, it may take a week before or so before they make that announcement on what is uh, what will be uh, the forty-man roster currently for uh, the Mets. So whether they're going to drop a pitcher like Montero or Flexen, um, we'll have to see. Because you never know. You never know what uh, what you uh, what you may need those guys either. So they'll put it, they'll find a way to adjust that forty man roster to get Jay Bruce on. And if they bring in McCutcheon, they'll have to reduce it again and change it again and swap somebody out. But um, these teams usually know what they're doing with that. And hopefully, uh, with the Rule Five draft, is uh, I believe that's taking place already. If I'm mistaken, then uh, we'll see what happens after that. But I think the Rule 5 draft happened. I tell you, it's been a crazy winter. You forget uh, with all the snow and everything. I can't remember what I did yesterday. But uh, um, spring training coming fast. I think it's down to uh, 32 days or so. Let's check the handy-dandy calendar. And see, 32 days to pitchers and catches. So we are getting there fast, folks. It's coming up fast, and um, um, that's that's good news. And let's uh, also say that the uh, sale of the Syracuse Chiefs were or was approved by the board of directors of the Syracuse Chiefs, so the Mets will own a AAA affiliate in Syracuse, New York. And it's kind of a, it's a funny thing, because if they, if they own it this year, the team that has the rights to it is the Washington Nationals. So in essence, they'll be owning the AAA team for, or they'll be owning, let's see, they won't be owning... They'll own the team, but it will be AAA talent of the Washington Nationals this season. And that's kind of weird in a way. But, um, I mean, do the Mets hire the manager then, or do they just leave the manager for this year? Because they've got a AAA manager in Vegas, so... I don't know. It's just can't, unless it's in limbo for the year, and then they'll take over in next January or some sort of thing. I don't know, but that, that was a weird situation. Uh, again, if anybody's got any clarification of that whole thing, you can email me at uh, metsmusings at gmail.com, or you heard the phone number early, give us a call at that, and leave a voice message. Uh, one more thing before we go. City Field, the home of the New York Mets, has a new agreement with New York-based Recycle Track Systems to provide a vi- variety of services that will be aimed at improving sustainability. The five-year contract will include streamlining City Field's operational efficiencies and increasing food waste recycling. In addition, RTS will participate in several New York Mets in-games recycling promotions to celebrate sustainability and educate the fans about responsible trash collection. Recyclable Track Systems is proud to partner with City Field and leverage our technology to help handle the complexities of their waste management and streamline their recycling process. We thought that was the co-founder Greg Letiri of... Uh, 
co-founder and CEO of RTS. We are thrilled that they trust our industry experience to support their waste flow process and enhance their service quality. As part of the agreement, RTS will be prominently exhibited in the stadium with trash containers adorned with the RTS logo and the company's name advertised on the right field wall. RTS was a co-sponsor of the National Hockey League's Winter Classic at City Field in January. And according to Letiri, RTS served as the direct liaison with City Field and NHL Green in support of their continued commitment to divert from the landfill and increase the amount of recycling material that comes out of games. So uh, a new sponsor, co-sponsor, uh, new teammate for the Mets and City Field RTS. And uh, look for their logos on the trash cans and on the right field wall at City Field in oh not too long now. Um, let's see, opening day. Let's go back to the handy dandy calendar. Seventy-seven days to uh, opening day, so uh, we'll be marketing down and can't wait. But thirty-two to pitchers and catchers, and it's going to be an interesting spring training. To see how Harvey performs now that, don't forget now, this is the first year he's been able to go through his his uh, regular winter routine and not rehab an injury. The last two three years, I think he's been rehabbing injuries all winter, so he'll have a normal winter with a normal process of getting in shape. Uh, Noah Syndergaard has gone back, didn't put on. 40 pounds of muscle or whatever he did last year and uh, said he feels better. Has changed his routine. Ioannis Cespedes supposedly was going to change his routine. We'll see how that works out for him. Steven Matz got married and says he is healthy this year. Uh, another guy that didn't have any rehab to do this winter. So we'll see how he can come back and if he can get uh, if he can get his game harnessed and stay healthy, that'll really be a big threat and a big thrill for Mets fans to get him healthy and pitching every fifth day. Um, Zach Wheeler's a big question mark, of course. We have to see how he comes back after his uh, attempt last year. Uh, pitched good at times, was, was not so good at times, and then had the injury, so uh, he got a lot of rest. So we'll see how he can come back. Next year, DeGrom, of course, is DeGrom. He'll have a, uh, he also will have a year where he didn't have to rehab this past uh, winter. So we'll see how he comes back and uh, on on his normal routine, winter routine. So a lot of questions. Lagaris, if he's still here for spring training, uh, has uh, put on some, uh, some muscle and has changed his approach at the plate, and we'll see how that pays off for him in spring training if he remains a member of the Mets. And that's going to do it for this week's show, so tune in next week. Hopefully we'll be back in studio and uh, start lining up some guests going into spring training and, and talking to them about our New York Mets. Until then, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, And let's go Mets.